welcome everyone to another episode of the Paranautica Podcast. I'm your host, Coop, and uh, it is the one-year market today, 52 weeks straight of shows. Um, there is going to be a bit of a change happening. The co-host, Scott, he's going to be taking an exit from the show. Unfortunately, he's got some things he needs to take care of. Uh, maybe be on the future, I don't know, but today we're just going to be talking to Nancy Thames. Is it Thames? Thames? Thames. Thames, like Thames, Thames? Brooklyn. yeah. Okay, yeah, we'll, get, we'll introduce her, and then we'll get into talking about what it is that she wants to talk about, which is going to be aliens, disclosure, maybe a little spirituality and whatnot, things like that. So, Nancy, if you would, uh, go ahead and introduce yourself. Okay, my name is Nancy Thames. I am a lifelong contactee with uh, positive extraterrestrials and positive interdimensional beings, which are extraterrestrials as well but they're not the same really as just regular extraterrestrials because the extraterrestrials are kind of of a lower wind meaning they are in our solar system interdimensionals are from different places different dimensions so that sort of kind of gives you an idea that there is a difference okay and where uh you were a former dod employee you grew up in tennessee um you lived in australia hawaii new zealand all throughout the southeastern United States. Out of all those places, which were more active? They were all active. Um, this has been happening all my life. I first recall it happening when I was two or three years old. And at that time, it was more or less playful visits. Uh, at that age, I wasn't scared. You know, my brain had not built up boundaries or anything. So it was just a playful time. So it, as I got older, though, the visitations changed and experiences changed to being more to where I was careful. And that was because I got older and being introduced to the social social media, TV and, right. you know, movies and books and things that I built a barrier around myself thinking that I became scared. And um, when I would discuss these things or mention these things to my family, they would laugh and just say, boy, you have some really fancy dreams or, or something of this nature. So it was pretty much dismissed. And I learned that it was just not a topic that people really liked to talk about. And then my parents said, you should never talk about this at school, you know, anywhere with your families. Oh, man. You know, when we go for family get togethers, this is not a topic that people want to hear about. So, you know, I realized that this is not something that happens to everybody. And, and that was very hard. So I went from the cheerful, playful to being scared. And as I got older, junior high and adult, I became more fearful because I didn't understand the things that were happening to me. And I had a better recollection of what was going on. And, you know, I knew this wasn't a normal thing. So, you know, I went from being really scared and, and, sometimes trying not to go to sleep because I, you know, didn't want to visit or sometimes I would be scared to get up and go to the bathroom. So, you know, it has its different stages and it takes you a long time to understand what it is all about. So as I got older and started realizing that this is something that's not going to stop, it was an ongoing continuous thing, I decided to start asking questions and I would meditate and say, I need information to understand why is this happening to me? What does this mean? What is the purpose of this, etc.? So 
when I was in my 20s, um, you know, that's what I did. And I meditated and asked. And so they um, came to get me. And usually it's three graves. And the graves that would come to get me, one is a female. And she has been bonded with me all my life since birth, probably. And she is always who carries me, does the legwork of back and forth from wherever I am in the world or wherever room or if I'm on a vacation or it doesn't matter where she, she and two escorts that were grace would always be the ones to come and transport me. And, um, they are a gray hybrid off of the tall grays and, um, the interdimensionals, um, in the positive ETs, they designed this type gray because the interdimensionals and extraterrestrials have a problem with the density on Earth. So they created this hybrid type gray that's about four feet tall and they do the legwork and they just do the back and forth. So once I would get on craft, I really wouldn't see these grays anymore until a return home. So it basically, when they would come to get me, I would feel their presence and then I would keep my eyes closed and then I would feel the covers being pulled down. And then I would feel like this scan um, from head to toe, toe to head. And it was like a babe. The closest thing I can compare it to is like a vibrational scan back and forth. And over a little period of time of that, then I would feel my body start to raise up off the bed. And at this point, I would always look around, open my eyes and look, and I would realize, I looked down at the bed and I realized this is physically happening to me. So, and then I realized that um, I'm holding hands with a female gray. And for a lot of times, if I looked at her, I denied that I looked at her (laughs) or I wouldn't try not to look at her, but it was always her. It was always a female gray and I don't know her name. I just consider her like an extraterrestrial mother or an extraterrestrial guide or a escort and she's always been around me so anyway so forever you know and we would go up like through the roof or through a door through a window and I never understood how in the world is this happening I, I did not understand the science of it so as I've gotten older and I've asked for more conscious time they explained to me that we live in a 3D world, which I, we all know, and that we all have a frequency. We have a vibrational frequency, but our frequency is not the same as theirs. They are at a higher frequency. So the the vibration back and forth on me scanning me was raising my vibrational frequency to the same of theirs. That way, I could go up through the ceiling or through a door. Ah. So I never understood that until later on when I just consciously asked for more time and more things to be answered. Because the times that I was still very, very afraid, what happens is when you are afraid, uh, extraterrestrials and even the interdimensionals um they don't have the, all the emotions that human beings right. have. We're very emotional beings. No other beings in the universe are as, as emotional as emotional as us. So whatever we feel, which is fear, you know, or, any, or anxiety or, or, or things of this nature, they would feel it tenfold. And they do not like this feeling. It's not a feeling they understand. But being 
telepathic. Everything we feel, they feel, only it's a lot worse. They feel it. So since they do not understand this feeling and they they don't really know how to handle it, basically they, they would tap me out. When I say tap me out, I don't mean knock me out. I mean they would touch me or my forehead or something of this nature and put me in a trance-like state where I'm fully functional, but I'm like in a trance and I'm at a level of control. You know, I, my my feelings and all those things are kind of anesthetized. So I'm functional, but I'm not feeling all the fears and anxiety. So that way they could do their job and then I could be functional and whatever they were uh, coming to get before, whether it was to learn something or to do just check on me or whatever made it a lot easier. So I never understood that. So as I did get older, I asked for more conscious time when I realized that they were, you know, not, they were just making it easy for me and for them just to tap me out, so to speak. So now as I'm older and, and, you know, I want more information, you know, I want to understand why me. So, Again, this happened when I was in my 30s and I had become a mother and I witnessed my two sons being taken for the first time. So when I saw that happen, I was very aware of the presence, but this was not the same group of grays that come for me. These were different grays. These grays were about three foot and they were in robes and had high collars. And they, when I raised up, one came to me and my children were in, we were on a vacation in the Key West at a Marriott hotel on the beach. And the children were in the other bed. My ex-husband and I were in one, the bed closest to the outside. But anyway, what they did was they came and pressed me on the shoulder and pressed me down back to the bed and told me telepathically, this is not about you lay back down. So, Knowing, I guess they started sensing my anxiety about it being my children. They put me in a sleep paralysis. So I wasn't able to speak. I wasn't able to move. I wasn't, uh, but my eyes were wide open and I saw them take my children for the first time. So that changed everything for me. And now, really quick question. Yes. Did you, were your children aware? Were your children awake when they were being taken? They were asleep when they came. And so they put had me in a sleep paralysis, but then I eventually went to sleep. And the next morning we got up and we all went to breakfast and I asked at the breakfast table, did anybody have any interesting dreams or anything they'd like to talk about? And they said no. And they were just, so they, they did not remember it at all, at all wow. have no recollection of it. So, now I understand why they did that, and I'm thankful that I did get to see it. It could have easily have happened without my knowledge. It could have been done, but they wanted me to know that this was not just me. It was my whole family. Right. So I'm proud now that I understand, and there was no harm done. I understand, you know, that there was a reason behind it. Um, so, and it sounds, it was very scary, a lot of times and I did not understand and nobody really would. But until I finally realizing that this is not just about me and it's happening to my children, 
I started saying, I need to know why me. So basically, they came to get me and took me in front of a group of what they called elders. And the elders were beings of uh, different dimensions and of different races. And so when I went before them, I asked them, why is this happening to me? And they said, you made an agreement before you became a human being. You made an agreement to come here and be here at this time. This is a pivotal moment for humanity, and you made a choice to be here. And I was like, well, I do not, I, I, I don't remember any of this. And they were like, and so they showed me the vision, and I saw myself as a etheric-type being, and I was sitting and waiting, and they showed me where they walked up to me and said, okay, it's time for you to come with us. And then I saw myself as an etheric being moving into a, the human experience so so that kind of you know started making a little more sense but it was still very hard to grasp <laughs> you know it, you know you don't have anybody to talk to about these things and you know you hear all these other horror stories and things and you're it's very confusing absolutely so um what i was going to ask is um well, throughout, you know, the entertainment industry, whatever, we, we watch movies, you know, Fire in the Sky, these sorts of movies about alien contact and whatnot. Um, uh, we often hear with people in your situation where you have a contact throughout the years from being a child up until your adult ages. We hear oftentimes that it's like, oh, man, you have DNA in you, alien DNA. Like, are you a, like a hybrid were you know was your mother impregnated by an alien and then you were just this infant the aliens came back to check on you throughout the years and just kind of well lifting you up to where you are now yeah what what i what they have shown me and what i've come to realize is that they would always come to me throughout my life i've had many struggles as a human being just like most human beings have been through two divorces and other things that have gone on that's not the perfect world that we, you know, none of us want for, to happen to us, but things happen. So whenever I would be at a all-time low and very unhappy, they would come to me and, and tell me uh, in a visit, if it ever got to be too much for me, I could always come home. And to be honest with you, I always heard them say this, and they said this more than one time, but it didn't resonate with me because this is my home. This, this is all I know. This this is my home. I am a mother. You know, this is my home. So now I realize I was an extraterrestrial and made an agreement to do the human experience to assist oh. the extraterrestrial beings here. You know, so I'm doing basically I incarnated here to help people to understand what's happening to us and what we are experiencing and what disclosure means and what the true information is and what the, you know, the, the agendas and things of this nature. Okay. Are the elders, I guess, are the elders similar to the Nordics? Oh, you have to understand that most of our terminology and our descriptions of extraterrestrials are really not there's a lot of misinformation for sure. So for one, there is many different races within each category. So there are 
over 60-something different races of grays. There's many different races of reptilians. There's many different races of Nordics, many different races of tall whites, many different races of Arturians, and it goes on and on. So, and not all of them, I call them positive or or negative. I don't want to use the word demonic because none of them are demonic. But when I say they're positive, that means that they wish to see humanity, human beings, flourish and become um inner well galactic beings of the universe and they want to see us to ascend and to do better where on on the lower end are the negative type extraterrestrials which would fall in one race not all races of gray. reptilians reptilians and um you know and i don't really i know that the Anunnaki are considered a lower race, but I don't really know where they fit into all this. So I won't go there because I do not know everything and I don't pretend to know everything. <laughs> but I do know that there is a race of greys and some of the reptilians that do not wish for uh, mankind to flourish. And, and they have worked with different fractions of our government and different elite groups that are multi-billionaires you know, that control our money, our banks, yeah. our the oil industry, um, pharmaceutical companies, all these things. Everything. And all these things, we are played like a little puppet. We are manipulated and dumbed down. Yeah, We have toxins in our water, in our air, and in our food. Extraterrestrials would not eat our food because it has so many toxins in it, interdimensionals either. They, they will not touch it. So... We have been manipulated, and they did it. All this was done in intention, and it's been going on for way over 100 years uh, throughout the history of, of humanity. You know, we have our separation of religions. We have our separations of language. All these different things have happened to keep humankind. The goal for humanity and the way we should be is we should all be connected in one, unity. We should all, we are all one. We are all connected right. and we are all one. What those lower fractions or negative energies of extraterrestrials and human beings have want us separated. They want to keep us in a, a drama. They want to inflict on our news media all these things of horrible, bad news. Keep us in an unstable society okay because Are, would that be human beings doing that or would that be these alien yeah, races well, that's, it's a combination it's a combination of, of, of an elite group that want to be the manipulators and control the world you know to keep us dumbed down because they cannot make money off a healthy race of human beings they cannot make money off an intellectual smart race of beings so their goal is to keep us dumbed down so that's why our pineal gland has shrunk, but we have all these hidden um, things in our DNA. Our pineal gland was designed to be used, which would make us all a bit telepathic or telepathic. But all these things that are, you know, our upbringing in society has dumbed us all down. Yeah. But we are going through an ascension process right now. And that's why all of these positive extraterrestrials and interdimensionals are here waiting and watching us because we are becoming more intelligent and we are realizing that our old ways of war and thinking and 
we have been we are realizing that we have been manipulated and played and that all these technologies have been set on because they wanted to make money off of us out of their greed. So we are waking up. And as we wake up, we will realize that we don't have we will not need these old ways. Okay. So when that happens and they are fighting to keep us under a leash, so to speak. And that's why you see the wars. It's just like every time we started with explosion, they've got to do something else to take your focus, you know, to keep us, keep us off, off, off the what original plan that always want to keep us divided. Okay. Because once we realize we become intelligent enough to realize what's happening to us and we unite as one, they cannot touch us. They cannot manipulate us anymore. So the main thing is, is the way I understand it is that these lower rim of extraterrestrials that are working with these uh, cabal or, or reptilians, the, the one group of grays, all these are working with different fractions of governments and elitist uh, controllers because humanity, once we go through our extension and, and we learn, we have the potential of becoming intergalactic, interdimensional galactic beings. And these lower rim of extraterrestrials, they cannot do this. So... Once we realize our intelligence and we evolve, they have nothing. They have nobody they can control. So they're doing everything tooth and nail to keep us from evolving. But we are, and we're going to. And the positive and good extraterrestrials and interdimensionals are here, just waiting for us to accept their presence and for people like me to wake up who they've watched. They've been with me all my life and groomed me into this. And now, although I was very scared at times when I didn't understand this, but now I do understand and I understand everything in my life that has happened, good or bad. It all had a reason. And the purpose was for for me to be who I am today, to help and assist humanity to understand that we are becoming more intelligent things in our life need to change and they are here to assist they are not here to take over they're not here to do anything major and we are here on free will so they're limited to the things that they can do for us but they are here as long as we are receptive and accept that we're not alone in the universe for one and we're not the um, big dog um, around the dog fubo. We are we are not right. it, you know, and and that they are millions of years ahead of us in evolution and technology, and they've seen other races of beings do, go through the same process, and they don't want us to see us wipe ourselves out because we are at the pivotal moment, peak moment, to where our technology is so great, and we also know that. The, that extraterrestrials and interdimensionals are not gods, okay? We, we don't mistake them for angels and gods anymore. We understand that. and But we have technology and power, and now we're, like, stepping out into space, and they're talking about keeping this fear thing going to keep... See, if they have you all feared, when they try to raise money to make weapons of mass destruction and put in space, you know, of course... 
you know, they're going to get more people if they think that, oh, we've got something that's bad's going to happen to us. We better put the money into that. That's not the case. That kind of technology we are playing with is not only detrimental to us as a species. And that this is the main thing. Extra, the positive extraterrestrials and interdimensionals. We are a very small fraction of what is so beautiful and that they love about our planet. Number one, they love our planet and consider Earth as a living being. She, she, he, whatever you want to call it, is a living being with a pulse. And they consider her a living being. All of the trees, the plants, the flowers, everything, our oceans, our waters, all the animals and everything are living beings. They consider these all these things living beings. And because of us living in our 3D world, our eyesight, we aren't able to see things, but our science already knows and has been telling us that they know that plants and trees communicate within each other. And we already are learning these things. And our scientists, it may not be mainstream out, but as we evolve, we will start seeing these things. So it's just a matter of, it, none of these things will happen overnight, but the main thing is is that we have to learn we are not alone, and they are here to assist, not fix. They can't come down here and fix and change anything. Right. But with this type of nuclear technology, is it would it would wipe out not only us but all of the beautiful things on Earth that mean a lot to the extraterrestrial and our planet. You know, and there's lots of innocent bystanders. There's a lot of st- indigenous people still on our planet, and they have no earthly idea about any of this technology, why we're even having a war or anything about it. And they're not going to let all of these things be endangered because of certain fractions of governments that cannot make, get along. So that's kind of where that stands. So I'll let you ask me a question. <laughs> Well, uh, that's a lot. There was a lot there. Um, so when you were a child, when these things first started happening, you first started realizing these things, what what sorts of things would you do with these aliens? Um, they would fly me around. We would fly me around. And they would say, look down. These are all your cities. And they would tell me I was a little princess or something like that. And, you know. You think that's a past life then? Do you think that's a past life they're telling you? I, I really don't know. It could be. I don't know. I know that from my experiences and their technology is nothing like anything we have here. And they right. can change their image. In other words, they could come to see me uh, anywhere. And they can change in any form. In any yeah, exactly, they can look like they can take an image from my mind Ooh. that they feel that I feel comfortable with and come as that person. Right. But for me, the person that they came as was somebody that I knew was not standing in the room with me. There was just no way. So it was comfortable enough that I didn't have the anxiety and fear, and I was able to consciously have a conversation back and forth where I probably wouldn't have been able to have done if they had just appeared in their original image. So I know that they could do, and I also know that they could be invisible. I've been places where they can be invisible and they can move things around in front of you to let you know that they are there. And I've actually seen them. I know that their craft can do the same thing. And by the way, 
their craft is a living being. Their craft has a consciousness. And what what that happens there is that their pilot in his DNA, most of their extraterrestrials and interdimensionals, when they are born, they are born as a a purpose in life. They already have their purpose in life, whether it be a doctor or a explorer or a scientist or a pilot. So a pilot is his consciousness and the um, craft. They consciousness unite, and just by sheer no gears or movements, no pushing buttons. Just from mind to mind, they move and go to wherever they want. So, and he made a comment like I've heard this a lot, and I was listening to uh, I was listening to you on what's that show? Time not time for disclosure. That's your website. Um, Quantum Guide Show. Yeah. Um, with Karen Holton, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, that was a great show. It was a great show with you guys. Um, yeah. You guys were making comments about how inside the spaceship, and we hear this a lot, but like on the outside, it just looks like a small, whatever, yeah. small ship or whatever. Yeah. When you get inside, it's just like it turns into something massive. That is true. You, When you see it, it may just look like a regular size craft. And the ones that I've seen are the basic design, um, shiny, silver, reflective looking. And there's no, n- nothing... There's no symbols or anything. It's just a shiny, you know, disc. And when you walk in, it's like it becomes like this whole huge area. And I also know that they could be in the room there with you right now and you would not know. Or they could be in the room here with we, with me right now and we would not know because we don't see it because we're in 3D. But they know how to go between dimensions and so there's so much that goes around, goes on around us that we don't see. But that does not mean it's not there or that it's not happening. And that's what we, everywhere you see, everybody's talking about consciousness, vibrational frequency. These things are real. These are the key to us communicating and understanding uh, extraterrestrial and interdimensional technology. Our physics does not apply to them. They do not use fuels. That time is a man-made thing. There is no such thing as time to them. There's no such thing as currency to them. Um, there's a lot of things that are just man-made. And also, I would like to tell you that they all have souls. They all have souls. Uh, even the hybrid that they designed has a soul. Um, they have souls, and they all believe in a creator source. And when I say creator source, that would be the closest thing would be what we call God. The way that we see God and the way that they see creator source is totally different. And they definitely don't believe in all these different religions and all this stuff. That's all man-made stuff. Right. Creator source is the highest source and he is the creator of everything. And everything is infinite. There is no beginning and no end. So... We, the way I understand it, there's life beaming all in our solar system. We just cannot see it with our eyes right now. But I do know that our scientists and our governments do know about these things. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and it's it's a scary thing to try to present to the world. But they are here and they are wanting to help us because we are at a point to where we could do some damage. You know, there's been civilizations long before the Egyptians and 
and the Mayans and all these that had the pyramids. Right. There was civilizations before those. Those are just the ones that our history tells us about. And so there's so much misinformation. All of our history books probably need to be rewritten. Oh, yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. And there's so many things that we've been lied to. So this is a a, a pivotal moment for humanity and, and humankind. Nothing like this has ever happened before in the history of humanity. And one of the things that they've stressed to me and the things that I feel is important is, okay, when we do finally get disco- disclosure, then what? And the two different things, government's disclosure and and interdimensional terrestrial disclosure, that's two different things. And they're not going to necessarily coincide. They do their own thing. They don't wait around on government. And that's totally different. So they're here and they're addressing humanity. They, they're, you know, I think they've tried the government route before. I think so. But, yeah. um, so I read um, yeah. some Zachariah Sitchin. I'm sure you're familiar with uh, his work. Oh, absolutely. So I read, I don't know if it was 12 Planet or the one right after it, but they talked. he talked about... Nebiru. Well, how he uh, interpreted the ancient Sumerian texts. Um, and, well, aside from his books, in the Middle East, I forget exactly where, like in Iraq, I believe, but there is this huge area, and researchers have found that it is... It's completely. So, it seems like there was an atomic bomb lit up. Yes. Like all the the sand was melted to little glass beads. Absolutely, it was radio. It's still radio. Still radioactive. Yes. And so in his in his interpretations, he says that the Anunnaki way back in the day we were just measly little humans without really a brain, or whatever. And the Anunnaki came down. They're like, well, we need to use this race, or they designed us as a race to mine for gold to help their planet's atmosphere. How much truth is there to that? Well, I'd say they left a lot of evidence, and I would say it is true. My experiences, I can't say. I see lots of different beings when I go to craft. There could be some Anunnaki there, but I don't ask, who are you? (laughs) What race are you? I'm in awe, and I'm there to learn. I'm not there to question everything. And I've had my disclosure, you know, for me, I I know (laughs) You know, so, but I do know that there were civilizations long before us and they used their uh, technology in the wrong way and wiped themselves out. So that's the thing. We're now at this moment of where it could happen to us, but they're not going to let us destroy our planet and all the things on it. I do know that. Now, I also know that the first extraterrestrials that we meet here face-to-face on Earth may not be the positive extraterrestrials. And if that's the the case, why that would happen, I don't know. But I do know that disclosure is going to happen and we are going to get to see them. I don't know the timelines involved and all the variables. I think a lot of it has to do with us, you know, because we are here on free will. So, you know, they can't they can't uh, change certain things. You know, certain things have to happen on their own naturally. But I do know that if the negative race were to appear and try to falsely, mis- uh, you know, misinform us, that they will come quickly behind to address and straighten those issues out. But Some damage control. Yes. Yes. 
and that may not even happen. I, I don't know, but I just know that there are timelines, you know, to these things, but there's always these little different variables that could happen. So do you think uh, Mars was earth before earth? I I know that there was a civilization there. You know, there's a lot of things I don't know. I'll be honest with you. I, I, I don't know everything pretty much. I just know my experiences and I know a, a lot about the human experience and, and things, you know, I know a lot, but because I am a mother and a grandmother and my life is so important here, there's a lot of things I probably don't want to know right now right. <laughs> because I have so much. I'm so happy being who I am that, you know, I don't want to. And they would never put me in any jeopardy. You know, there would, it would not be good if I did know too much, I would think. Yeah, no, I hear you. It wouldn't be in my best interest. So everything they do is for the benefit of me or whoever else that, and I'm sure there's other people like me, some, you know, whether they have woke up and decided to, you know, communicate and, and help humanity. I don't know, you know, but I know that there's others like me. I know that all the positive races had incarnates to come here and be here at this time for this very reason, because of all the misinformation and lies that we've been told. Yeah, I've heard different uh, countries have met with different species and have uh, made different agreements with each of them. Like Russia's got their agreements with this species of gray or whatever. And we have our relation, our government has a relationship with this species of whatever. And so each of these powerful countries have their own deals with these different species. So some are good, some are bad. Now, are these different species also fighting amongst themselves well, and using us as sort of pawns? I don't remember the exact year, but I'm going to say around 2020, 2021, something like that. It was kind of made known that the interdimensional, well, the government's always known you know, there's some things in our timelines that happen and they are, they are going to happen. That the government has always known that an interdimensional and positive extraterrestrial race was going to be here. And they are here. They've come into our solar system. They are here. And they're just basically waiting for us. And they're also like putting uh, probably uh, spreading good uh, love and goodness um throughout like during our dream states or something of this nature and they're here to help us but and i know that once the they put the word out they were coming and they started all these big ships started getting in our solar system that from the iss and i've seen um video footage of this and it's where you could see once these uh, lower realm extraterrestrials that are not on the good, uh, good side of humanity, they basically told them to get the heck out of Dodge. And so you, you would, there was uh, feeds from the ISS showing all these craft were leaving Earth, and that was a lot of the negative, um, negative extraterrestrials were leaving, but there are still some here. I think I saw that video where it kind of shows the Earth below and like all these little craft are coming out and like kind of going down yeah i've yes. seen that video that's what that was when i was younger i would do nothing but research aliens whatever i could find i give it to me i want to learn 
and 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 you'd be a good person for me to ask this, or you can check it out and maybe let me know. But ever since, when is the, all of these people that talk say an abducted person and me a contactee? That's two different type. That's different beings and different scenario altogether. So, but when is the last? All these abductions have been from the past. Ever since the good guys, the positive extraterrestrials and interdimensionals got here, all those type things ceased, except for I have heard of some cattle mutilations, and I can address that for you, too. That, first of all, the greys, they do not eat or digest food like we do. The greys, they take a a paste of um, nutrients, and they rub it on their skin, and they absorb it. And they also secrete it. That's how they get rid of excess or whatever is secreted through the skin. So I watched, uh, there's this one contactee, and he said that he was in the woods. This was in like the 60s or 70s, or maybe even 80s. Um, but he saw a craft sitting there just floating above the, the ground. And so he like went up to it, and he felt a lot of vibration. And then it was a lot of uh, radiation. He got burned all over his body, but they also gave him, like, he met the alien beans, whatever, and they gave him little wafers, little wafers that they ate for food. That's probably like what they called in the Bible days manna. Right. Which would be, there's not an equivalent food to that. It's more like a a nutrient wafer or a nutrient substance. So, and, and for the humanoids and things, the way that... They do eat, but they don't eat as often as we do. Their metabolisms are quite different. They don't consume, and they don't. Enjoy, we enjoy our food. You know, yeah, everything tastes good. You know, we we enjoy our food, and we eat three times a day. It's, it's purely for them. It's nutrient. It's it's nutrients. It's yeah. not about it's a sustenance. Yeah, it's just sustenance, and they don't. They might maybe eat one or two times, three times a week, and that would be it. You know. Now, do they defecate? Do they poop like human beings? I've never asked them that, but they would have to get rid of something, you know, some way. So I would have to. You'd think they'd have to get rid of it. They would have to. Um, And they probably use it for something very good, too. Like like we just use it as waste, whatever. They're probably reusing it for something special. Grow plants or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Fertilizer. An alien poop. That'd be the best fertilizer. It would be a lot more pure than ours because we have so many. So many chemicals. We eat all the the fast food, all these things that are not good for us. And we know they're not, but we do it anyway. So I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I know. But what I was back to what I was saying, though, when the last time I don't think there is any recent abductions anymore. Everything. And I've met Travis Walton. Oh, you did. And Travis Walton. and, and he signed his book for me and all this stuff. And I met and talked with him. And, and you know, when it happened to him, it was very traumatic. And he didn't understand it. But now that he's older, and he's older than I am, and he understands that they saved his life, is what he told me. He was happened to be at the wrong place at the wrong time and walked up on the craft when they were Whatever they were doing, they were either recharging or they were fixing something, and he was exposed to radiation. And if they had left him, he would have died. So rather than let him die, they took him on craft and then worked on him and got him well. Now, as far as the reasons to why they didn't take him back to where 
they got him, for one, nobody would have known that he would have been back there. And second of all, at least it wasn't, they put him in a public area where he could, you know, reach out and find family. And he was in such a hysterical uh, manner. If the, if the, you know, I would imagine he was very confused and stuff. And, you yeah. know, they just did the best they could. But he'll tell you now, and if you look and read at his actual biography, the movie was over-dramatized. Oh, yeah, definitely. And it was designed to make money. And, you know, and of course, he was a young man when this all happened. And and so now, being who he is and understanding it, he understands they saved his life. Yeah, that movie was full of fear. I think that was just another propaganda yeah. film to uh, instill fear in us. Yeah. Well, 70 years of doing this to us, they were doing everything to make it hard so that when the good guys get here, somebody didn't want us to, they wanted us to be scared, you know, basically be scared and not, you know, uh, cozy up to the idea. But they're here and they care about us and they see us as children. So, you know, that's the thing. It's just like if you have children, if your child makes a mistake, unfortunately, you know, he has to suffer. He or she has to suffer the consequences. Uh, and that's the only way you can learn. OK, so we they have to let us make our mistakes. They can't fix everything for us. We have to learn. But the unfortunate thing is that within our governments and things, we keep doing the same mistakes. Wars are not good. Wars help nobody. So. What I've learned and what I've become a lot more a, a, a spiritual person, a, a lot more, have a, just a better understanding of things. And for me, what I say is when if there's a war, don't take a side. Instead, use your energy and pray for peace. Pray for peace. If, if you side with anybody, that's giving into negative energy. And that's where we go wrong. We have to learn to find positive things in our life and to be happier human beings and keep that we can be healthier that way. And they can help us with these things and help us to have longer lives. We should have better lives than we live now. We should be living longer. We should have, um, there should be no diseases. There's cures for cancer. Shouldn't be cancer at all. You know, and and these are going to be, this is going to be a whole lot. It's it's a big cookie for a lot of people to swallow because there's so many things that will surface. And we're going to have to learn to forgive. And a lot of these people that made a lot of these bad decisions are not alive anymore. So we're going to have to be greater human beings and forgive and and learn from these mistakes and make sure that we do not incur these type of things for our generation's after us so we are stepping stones this is the greatest time to be alive this is momentous this is a worldwide phenomenon this is not about me this is not about anybody in particular this is about humanity the whole world it's a strange so time it's and we're all a part of it. it's a it's a wonderful I mean, it's, it's significant we will go down in history this is a beautiful time to be alive it we really are the is. stepping stones for the future yes like I often I often think that because I was I'm an '80s child and so I I grew up in quite an interesting moment because I grew up with like the beginning of the internet and like yeah. my life was so much different than like the generation before me with they didn't have internet they didn't have a lot of computers I grew up 
starting in that generation where internet and computers were now like fully involved in the school system. And so like I grew up in that period and then the internet blew up in the nineties and it's like, yeah. So I got to experience all of that. And Mm -hmm. just a side note on that, when I was a child on my big old IBM, that was the size of a mini fridge, right? Eight years old, just it's researching aliens, 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 UFOs. That's all I would do. All I would do. I was so interested in aliens since I was a child. And I was like, why? And like, I grew up in the middle of the woods, right? Um, really t- tiny town. We owned like 80 acres and surrounded by woods, forests. And it was amazing. And I would always be playing out there in the woods by myself, making forts. Never had any like situations, but I did want to mention this one time, this one night, a, a friend of mine, we, he came over to my house. We had this, this deck um, on the outside of our house and we had set up a tent and it was night and we were just out there listening to music inside the tent. It might've been like midnight or something. We're listening to, I don't know what it was, Marilyn Manson, I believe, something stupid, right? And we started hearing this like low hum. It must have been 10 or 11. We started hearing this low like, and it just went on and on. So we turned the music off like, what is that? And he was like, dude, I don't know, man. And So I'm like, okay, I got to get out of the tent. I need to look up in the stars because I was always looking for UFOs. I was always looking for them. And so this thing just started happening more and more. So I get out of the tent and I'm looking in the sky and I don't see any stars. I don't see anything. It's just dark, but you could feel it. You could feel the, I don't know, the energy from it, the hum. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's just, and we're in the middle of nowhere. There are no houses. There's no, no way it's a large bass system where people playing music and like, what kind of music would that be anyway? You know? And so after, I don't know, a minute of this going on and I'm like, okay, I'm getting kind of scared. And so I'm like, Hey man, we should go inside. (laughs) And he's like, let's get inside right away. So we just jumped up, ran inside. And I don't really recall. I don't, I don't know what happened after that. That's all I remember for that night. But yeah, that was really interesting. What do you, do you know anything about what that hum would have been? Well, if you had that feeling, because see, that's what I try to explain to people in their presence, the feeling that you get there's nothing like it on earth that you can compare it to. It's just, it's, it's so intense. It's a feeling of heavy, heavy warmth without being hot. And it just like goes through you. It's, it's incredible. It's almost a fork like feeling, but it's a feeling that you don't understand if you're supposed to like it or dislike it because yeah. you know, it's not anything that you've ever experienced. So yeah, very well could have been. Like at first it was just like, Ooh, what is that? That's cool. You know, mysterious. That's gotta be a UFO. Yeah. And then when I get outside, I'm looking in the sky and I don't see anything and it got louder and, and heavier. And at that point it was like, all right, I, I, like you said, I don't understand this. And now I'm getting scared because nothing is telling me not to be scared. I'm frightened. I'm in, I'm in the woods. Well, when your mind is faced with something and you don't understand, that's what happens. You just you you become frightened because the our mind doesn't know how to handle a situation it's not used to. So yeah, you just you get scared and run. <laughs> yeah, that's I I wish I knew what happened after that. But the, this this is the one that really gets me because this is I lost time. Okay, all right. So I was around the same age, probably twelve ish or so, and I had a cousin who lived literally in the middle of nowhere. All right. <laughs> literally in the middle of nowhere. And he's probably a few years older than I was. And he knew that I was super interested in aliens, and UFOs and all of that. And he's like, 
hey, man, you should come out to my house and we'll just lay some uh, sleeping bags on this little hill and we'll just watch the stars because I swear to God, I see UFOs all of the time. And, you know, at the time I was like, yeah, you're just puffing smoke. I don't believe you, whatever, you know, you're just trying to get one on on me, you know, but came down to like, all right, let's go. Let's do this. So went out there, laid our sleeping bags on this, this slanting little hill. We're probably facing, I don't know, the southeast direction or something. And throughout the whole night, we're just pointing at stars on a movie. You know, that's got to be a satellite. That's got to be a satellite. Oh, what's that star? That's kind of weird. Kind of went at a different angle. And so for hours, we're doing this, just watching the stars. And I didn't even real, neither of us realized this, but over time, over a period of hours, literally, one tiny little star just started getting brighter and brighter. And it, it happened so slowly over a long period of time that at, at, at the time came when I was like, dude, have you noticed this star? And right as I pointed to the star, because it was a big orange orb at this point, right when I said, have you noticed this and pointed at it, it shot, literally, it shot down and to our right. And it must have been, it was pretty far away, but there was a tree line maybe 50 yards away from us. Just a, just one like uh, line of trees, and then there was fields behind it, and so this orb it shot behind those tree line that tree line, and then it came out of the tree line in a down up zigzag down up down up down up really fast about four or five times, and then it got back to where it was originally, and at that point it just shot up into the sky like super fast just disappeared. Yeah, that. And then after that, like that's where the time. I don't ha- I don't know anything after that. I have no recollection of time after that. Um the next thing I remember is the next day I broke my wrist. Oh so no. Yeah, so that experience blew my mind because it knew we were watching it. It was aware that we were aware of it. Yes. Right when I pointed at it, have you noticed that? And it shot behind yeah. these tree lines and zigzagged up and down and the most extreme angles and the speed of which it did it. It was just like just mind blowing, mind blowing. Yeah, it's not that you would typically see. <laughs> you know, it was definitely something for sure. Yeah. yeah, that's amazing. So I just wondered about the missing time. I don't know if we were abducted or what. Well, a lot um, of times you don't remember because they put you in that state I was talking about, and yeah, you know, later on you may have frag what I call fragmented memories. You know, like little bits and pieces, but it's hard to put it all together. But um, and they do that because they want the experience to be for you to remember it when you're ready to, you know, at that particular time, they probably put you if they if they took you, they took they probably put you in that um, kind of subdued state to where, you know, and and basically, you know, you hear people saying about anal pros and all that stuff is not that is not the case. What they do they do exams, but they're checking on our evolution, our 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 spiritual level, our DNA, DNA, our evolutionary level. You know, because they played a part in our creation. So, from time to time, they would do checkups on, and probably everybody in the whole world has probably had an exam, and they probably don't remember it, or either they thought it was a dream, a crazy dream, or something, but. You know, some of us, and I think sometimes too, I've heard a lot of people that's had bad experiences, 
And I'm not, they probably did. I have no way of knowing because that's not my experience. But that if they were, I have heard of different, certain um, grays that work with the government and that they did abductions on people. So, but those type things were for, were, I don't know what their reasons behind all that is. There's everybody's, I've heard all kinds of different conspiracy theory or different reasons for that. I was not involved in anything like that. So for me, I'm a contactee. I've never been abducted because this is something that started even before I was born and I made an agreement to come here and they've been with me my whole life. And if it was just a reproductive thing, you know, I, I had early menopause in my forties and they would have been done with me. I would have been of no use, but that's not the case. This is different. This is a, a bond and a love and a relationship and an experience that has far greater meaning, you know, for humanity than any of that other stuff that, and I, I'm not saying, and I, I believe that those people had experiences. You know, who am I to say? I, you know, I only know what I've experienced. So, right. But I believe that. So, what it sounds like to me for you, it's, I just feel like you are a, a star child and like. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. They want to follow you and your children are involved. So, they're following your children in a good way, of course. Yes. And that's, that's. It, it, it's a spiritual, it is a spiritual aspect to this. It is very spiritual and it's about for us finding who we really are, looking within and finding the real, the real me. And they, I mentioned this yesterday. I had a uh, podcast interview from Laura, Laura Eisenhower, the great granddaughter of President Eisenhower. She did an interview with me yesterday. Nice. And, And I told her and I'll tell you on your podcast, and I have not even told him. But there's something called a Kundalini uh, awakening. And um, this happened to me about a year ago. And I was in the bed and all of a sudden I was laying there and my body jerked straight up. And I had like these electrical surges that went through me. And I would lay back down and then it brought me back up and it did it three times. And it was like these electrical surges. It wasn't, it was scary as the devil. It was not painful. It was did not feel good. But it was more uncontrollable, like jolts. And I didn't know what it was. But now I understand that was a Kundalini awakening. And what that is, is where um, they were opening up my chakras, my soul chakras. I was going to say, isn't Kundalini uh, like a yoga thing or something like that? It's a a type of awakening where your chakras are, are... opened up and, and it opens your subconscious to where you could have uh, like charka build up like blockages they call it from right. past life or karmas or or just I don't know I do not know everything but I do know that happened to me and my understanding is that this was like an awakening and opening my charka so that I could have more conscious more of my subconscious memories would flow into my consciousness so that I would understand these things more. I want that to happen. I know there's a lot of subconsciousness going on back there that I want to bring to the front and I just, yeah. just come on, come uh, out, please. For, guess what I got for Christmas present? What? My son and daughter-in-law are going to, they're paying for me to have um, hypnotic regression done. Oh man. So 
yeah, because you know, there's so much I still want to know. I I, I do not know everything. See, I do that not. scares I, me. I don't know oh, what to think about those those meditation things where they uh put yeah. you in trances and whatnot. I've heard mixed things about them. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I want to try one. At the same time, I don't want to open myself up to something negative. I think I think you need to be able to trust whoever yeah, it is. It's got to be the practitioner, you know. Yeah. And but for me, I I trust who they have chosen. I trust this lady, and I've met with her to talk about it and stuff. And I I, I and I think she understands the things that I want to know. Like I want to know, I want to know everything. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I want to know like, everything. I'm just like any other human being. I want to know everything. I mean, I want to know what race, what race was I? What, you know, why do they treat me so fondly? And, you know, why, why do they love me so much? Why do I love them so much? What's the bond? You know, there's so many things. So I am going to have that done. Um, awesome. So, yeah. I want to, all right, when you have that done, I know, you definitely I, need to have another show. Yes. So yes. I want to have an update on that. Yes. So you, you had an interview with little Eisenhower, great granddaughter. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's incredible. Ike, President Ike, because he had, he had a bunch of encounters. He was a UFO believer, yeah. uh, an extraterrestrial believer. Yeah, he they say supposedly he met, met with, with extraterrestrials yeah. three times, apparently. Yes. Um, yeah. At Edwards Air Force Base, uh, Holloman Air Force she Base. She firmly states that. He did not sign in a tr- the treaty. She thinks that his name might have been applied to a treaty with the grace uh, for humanity, for a certain amount of humanity for them to abduct and retain genetic material from. But she right. thinks that, you know, she doesn't think that her grandfather did that. So I have the uh, Griotta Treaty, the 1954 yes, Griotta yes, Treaty. Yes. And a lot of people blame yeah. him for that, but I, she claims and swears that she's done the research that it wasn't actually him. So I don't know, you know. Well, I wouldn't put it past one of his, yeah, yeah anything's you know, possible. Superiors or someone below him to just sign his name on it. Right, happened all the time. Yeah. So, but because it was it was him that met Valiant Thor. Wasn't yes, it? all that stuff. Yeah, so it was. I was very honored that she. You know, interviewed me. That happened yesterday, as a matter of fact. Yeah, that's so incredible. it was fun. I want to meet I had her. It, it was very enjoyable. Yeah, very fun. What can you talk to us about uh, Valiant Thor? What do you know about Valiant Thor? I don't really know anything about. Okay. You know, I when when I have my uh, interactions, I'm going to be honest with you. That's all. I'm truthful and honest. Um, we humanity has been lied to enough. <laughs> yeah. Tons. So yeah. for me, I'm so in awe of everything I see. That I'm mesmerized, you know, and, you know, I don't think about all the little things like sitting here now and us talking, I could write down a whole list of things that I wish I would have asked, but once you get up there and all that, it, it, it's hard to explain. Your mind is just in the moment. You're just in the moment in, in awe in, in the moment and the love and the feelings that you have are so not of earth that, you know, just getting used to that is phenomenal in itself. So, yeah. And you mentioned um, in a podcast on Quantum Guy Show, you mentioned people of the clouds. You had an experience in the oh, mountains of Mexico. Yes. yes. The interdimensionals orchestrated for my son and I to go <clears throat> to Mexico. So my son, <clears throat> my son has experiences as well. So, <clears throat> so <clears throat> my son got his tickets and we flew down to the lower Pacific side of Mexico. <clears throat> I'm getting a drink. 
We flew down into Mexico City and then flew on a shorter flight over to, if I, my Spanish is not good, Waaka. And that is a state at the very southern Pacific end of Mexico. And <clears throat> from there, we took a shuttle bus, three-hour ride up into these mountains where this indigenous tribe called the Zapotec people. They're called the people of the clouds. And <clears throat> up there, nobody spoke English, and it was not a touristy area. It was <clears throat> uh, no ATMs, no cell coverage, no internet, anything like that. So basically, there was two things they want my son and I to experience. One was meeting these people, and <clears throat> they were explaining to us that this tribe of people were on the verge of ascension, and they are as old as the Mayas and the Incas, and all of a sudden it plummeted, it ended, because their younger generations were fascinated with materialistic things and uh, technology. So <clears throat> they decided to leave the mountain or their home <clears throat> and move to like bigger cities to where they could uh, live a different lifestyle. So <clears throat> they wanted us to understand, I think, basically, is we are like um, AI technology is the big talk of the world in you know the United States and everywhere around the world right now. And there's a lot of <clears throat> misinformation and there's a lot of just, you know, conspiracy theories, whatnot. But the basic thing, what what I think they wanted us to learn and to share with the world is that <clears throat> AI technology is a tool. It is a man-made tool. It is a good tool, but always keep it as a tool. Realize that it is man-made. Realize that it is a tool. Never turn it loose to become more than a tool. So, And that's what's happening. Right, that's it's, what we have to do. Coming loose. Yeah. It's becoming loose. Keep it as a tool. Yeah. So that was the one thing they wanted us to experience up there. The other thing was <clears throat> up there, it's very indigenous and the people are very eco-friendly and they are very uh they they're all happy and have very joyful lives and they have electricity but they don't have a lot of the other things and some of them don't have electricity but basically they wanted us to see the uh, the dense forest and so basically we walk out there and we're having showing me a vision and showing my son a vision and they take their hands out and they go everything is alive everything is alive the trees are alive the plants are alive these mushrooms these flowers these everything is alive and they you know they were saying that we laugh about this you know and think that this is not true but it is true and they said that the tree laughs at us because we breathe air. What does a tree produce? It produces the, the, the air that we breathe that fills our lungs. And we run around cutting it down. So I the know, tree is laughing at us, basically, is what they're telling me. The trees laugh at us for being so dumb. I agree with the trees. <laughs> I agree with the trees. Yeah. So, But they wanted us to understand that, you know, just because we don't see something that doesn't mean that these things are not going on around us. And as we evolve and ascend, we will start to see these things. But like I said earlier, I think that our science and technology already knows about these things. Oh, yeah. So it's not, it, you know, 
the everyday person doesn't know, but we, our scientists know these things. So they wanted me to, in my son to experience and understand that that's why they love our planet so much because everything is alive. This whole universe, everything is alive and we're all connected and we are all one. So the next day after we did this, my son, who's in much better physical shape than I am, uh, much younger, and uh, he uh, walked and hiked for many, many miles to go to this indigenous um, tribe, to their home, to their home. And they lived, you know, out away from where we were staying. And so um, he he got there. And when the um, head, I guess he was like their chief of their little village or whatever. Right. When he came out in front of my son, he took his hands out and said, everything is alive. <laughs> we are all one and connected. That's beautiful. That was it. And he could barely wait to get back. He spent the whole day, and I didn't see him for the whole day. But when he came in, he was running to the door saying, Mama, they said the same thing. They said everything is alive, and we're all connected. And it was just we both cried because that was our affirmation that this is so beautiful and so amazing, and we are lucky to be a part of something that is so important you know so absolutely it's it's amazing it's a beautiful thing and it's just you know we've been lied to so much and the truth needs yeah. to come out yeah i agree i mean we live in a special place all of this is amazing it, it's we we take it for granted it's unfortunate yeah. we take it for granted um a lot of people go through life without caring about anything other than themselves yes. um, how much stuff can i get how much stuff can i get and gather because i'm gonna need this stuff mm -hmm. i hate that like let's go cut down trees and i used to be not a tree hugger but i would fall into that category of hippie yeah um my my mom always called me a hippie just because i had a different view of the world i was more into oh, wow. crystals yeah. and elements and you know good things about life and the spirituality of it. And all of this is, it, it, all of these things are inside us. It's because of our upbringing, our society, the world around us has made us unrecognize these things. So you've known it, I've known it. And we all have are guilty of being interested in materialistic things. That's because that's what we have, how we were raised. You know, that's the way it is. It's on television. It's yeah. programmed into yeah. us through the television. <laughs> bye, 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 bye. And luckily for me, because of the where where I grew up, I didn't have a ton of people around me. Like I got to grow up, I guess like uh, I thought a lot. I was in my head a lot because I was in the woods a lot. And I was able to be connected to the earth a lot more than connected to people that would be dragging me down. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because the people, they're all Growing up, I was different. I was a different breed of child. My my friends, they were all, you know, consumerism, consumerism. Let's do the cool thing because it's MTV, MTV this, MTV that. I'm like, man, I just want to like go walk in the woods, go to the waterfalls, go swimming and just like enjoy what I see. It can feel and smell. Yeah. And everybody else wanted to go party and drink. And then eventually I got sucked into that whole area as I got older. I was like, my connection to the earth kind of got distracted and i became a drinker yeah and then my whole life kind of got flipped upside down because of drinking 
and I hated it. And then I woke up again and then I quit drinking. I've been sober for like eight years now. Oh yeah. And so yeah. I was, I was able so to reconnect to yeah. the earth, I guess. In my whole life now, I just want to research. I want to learn. I want to put stuff out there for other people to think about and contemplate. Cause I personally know that, that, that what we have been told Thanks to the Rockefellers taking over the education system and the and the uh, medical, oh, it like, has it ruined everything. His his money, sure, he was intelligent. He was an intelligent businessman, but he had no right. care for the future of what people were going to be learning, what yeah. people were going to be eating and drinking. He didn't care about the future. He cared about the present. He wanted money, 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 money. And it ruined everything. So now all we have is advertisements. Buy, 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 sell, sell, sell. Money, money, money makes the world go round. That's all anybody cares about now is money. And every holiday is about making money too. It's sad. It really mm-hmm. depresses me. I, I don't celebrate holidays because I'm like, this is, yeah. I'm being distracted by something that I shouldn't be distracted by. Um, I don't watch television. I, I watch, <laughs> I guess on like Twitter and stuff. Things that are not NBC, they're not yeah. BBC, they're not these pedophile protectors. Yeah. Um. So it's just interesting. I just life is great, but life is really freaking hard at the same time. You know what I mean? It is. This this is a school. Being here this is a school. school. Mm-hmm. And it's everything we experience is, you know, is it's part of a part of it. So, and it makes us who we are and we have to learn from our mistakes and, you know, and you have to look at the good things, not dwell on the bad things. Yeah. So yeah. We need a lot of things need to change and we have need a new way of thinking and a new way of living and it may not happen overnight, but we got to start somewhere. Absolutely. Um, what, yeah. do you, what do you know about Stargate, the military program? I don't know a lot about that kind of stuff. I work for the Army and for the Department of Defense. And the first place that they sent me was Schofield Barracks in Hawaii. And, you know, I was exposed to a lot of technology. And so, and it served its purpose because when I saw the uh, hearings of the bodies they presented down in Mexico, the uh, extraterrestrial bodies, um, what I was looking at was the scientific as it, I, I I took out. I took away the fact that the man that presented it was accused of being a, a scam artist. Okay, I don't, can't think of his name, but he's well known as a scam because he's tried to say things were this, that, and the other, and they ended up being not the real thing. So I put that aside and looked at the scientific side of these things, and my experience with working with. In, in the dental profession is that when I worked with um, endodontists and also with uh, oral surgeons and stuff, they had um, post 3D imaging um, radiology equipment that most uh, places weren't privy to. And even private practices, I don't think even have it yet because it's very, very expensive. But at the time they had it and I was there when they first got it. So the, from what I was was paying attention to was the scientific evidence and the fact that they took these images when you basically when you take an x-ray of, 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 of a bone, like if you break your arm, they take the x-ray of it and it just shows the outer part surface. And even like with a tooth, you're taking a picture of the outer surface. 
and they're able to see by the discoloration, like the different colorations of within the bone, whether it's diseased or decay or whatever you want to call it. But with 3D imaging, it takes the bone and it comes in. It's not looking at the ends on the this side of it. It's going in from the top, looking down, and you're seeing every nerve, every capillary, every little thing so with that type of radiof rate 3d imaging you cannot cheat that if they tried to take a bone from another animal and place it into uh, 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 some little other animal it would stand out like a sore thumb because you cannot do that you cannot cheat that type of technology it sees every little thing and it goes it looks from the inside and and it can tell you everything now is that the aztec so, incident you're talking about in mexico yes okay yeah those, yeah those not those little mummies yeah. yeah they're a little short the guys yeah and i've never seen anything like that but i do believe those are real what i didn't understand was the breastplate yeah you know, what's the breastplate the, they had a breastplate but from what i understand the the scientific evidence on that says they're not those metals are not anything from earth and i do believe that they said that they found some human dna were present in the dna of those little mummies so what i heard those breastplates because they're a metallic uh, breastplate it's it's to it's to heal is what i heard they they kind of touch it or put their hand in the chest and like do a circle around the, their chest where the plate is. And it sort of heals them is what I wow. kind of researched. Yeah. Well, that would make sense. It would make yeah. sense. Um, yeah. It's even that's depicted really in movies too. So it's kind of crazy. Yeah. It, it, you know, that's the thing about this. If you ever get the taste of this, I mean, it's just, you realize there's so much more to learn. There's so much more. It just never ends. So much. <laughs> it's uh, it's amazing. Yeah. It's just the rabbit hole goes so deep and yeah, I don't know. Cause just... I grew up loving the aliens, man. I used to love the topic. Used to love it since I was like five or six, you know, I was telling you, um, I was researching like deep underground military bases, like Dolce, uh, yeah. know, under Colorado airport. Now yep. they all connect. And like in Dolce, what I heard and what the prominent story is, is like seven different stories underground, seven layers, whatever. And each one has its own clearance. And the lower you go, the more higher clearance you need. And at the bottom couple levels is where like the aliens and the humans are working together to do experiments, probably like, uh, I guess, splicing alien and human. Cloning. And nobody knows uh, who what. Who knows what. Yeah. Um, but then... You know, it got into like the cattle mutilations, um, which have happened in many states. And you know, I used to love all this stuff because I spent countless hours doing this stuff. And then just the past couple of years, the disclosure part with David Grush doing the the Congress thing. I forget the other two guys that were part of that. Yeah, but like it- Daniel Sheehan is an attorney, and Stephen Greer. Uh, yeah. Uh, Stephen Bassett, he is the the main guy who lobbies all this stuff. And, you know, so, yeah, it, it's big time. I, as a matter of fact, I got to be a panelist on a, um interview with Grant Cameron. And he's he's one of those guys that's really big into all this stuff, too. So, yeah, it's it's amazing. It's amazing. But the part of it for me is like the 
it, it always happens. Once the government gets involved, it starts taking away the validity of everything. Yeah, what I and think they're doing. For me, I I don't know what's going on because like I, I can't trust the government telling me anything because they like to lie, especially if it's a CIA, because the CIA does nothing but lie. That is their job. Right. Um, you know, it, their job is to put out disinformation and destabilize people in countries. They do nothing but psyops. And so this whole thing is a psyops. I mean, they do psyops on psyops on psyops who are doing psyops on their own psyops. And how deep does that get, you know? Yeah. But what it comes down to is the former uh, CIA director, William Casey, he was famously quoted as saying, quote, we'll know our, our disinformation program is complete when everything the U.S. public believes is false, end quote. Um, so that's that's heavy. That's heavy. Ronald Reagan in 1987 said, in our obsession with antagonisms of the moment, we often forget how much unites all the members of humanity. Perhaps we need some outside universal threat to make us recognize this common bond. I occasionally think how quickly our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from an outside this world. Yeah, I remember that. That was amazing. And and, and that's the thing, that these positive interdimensionals and extraterrestrials they keep telling me we are one we are all connected and these what we're in our human this is like a vessel we are in a vessel so this is a vessel and our soul and our consciousness when we pass away it moves on and then we experience other things whether it be come back to earth or whether we experience being an animal or experience being extraterrestrial or if we decide that we've experienced everything we want to and we just stay in that there being up at the highest dimension where we would be the creator source up in that area. So, but we are supposed to be, we are one, we are united. And when you take this all off, we are all energy beings and we are all alike, you know. So all this stuff about racism and all these things have been designed to keep us separated that was been the whole goal and it's manipulated us with for many many generations so once we finally realize this that we've been manipulated and lied to then when we come together as one we're unstoppable we're unstoppable yeah i mean because valiant thor when he uh when he came um, his message was one of peace and love and unity. I mean, he urged humanity to work together and to overcome our differences. Yeah. He warned <laughs> of the dangers of nuclear weapons and the need to transition to cleaner sources of energy. I mean, he had these really mm-hmm. great messages, but what have we taken from him? We were not willing to give up nuclear weapons at that time. And it was all about greed. You know, I've heard that even Winston Churchill didn't want to let the world know about these things because the people that put them in their political positions and stuff will not make money off an educated, healthy race no. of people. No. So they, they, you know, it, it was all for the wrong reasons. And I apologize to any uh, descendants of him if I've hurt your feelings by saying <laughs> that, but that's just something that I was told not by extraterrestrials, but something that I researched and found. So for sure, yeah, I always wanted to be abducted. I was just went out to the stars, looked up the stars. Please come take me. I'm tired of this life. Come take me. Yeah, but they never come get me. Well, that you know of anyway. <laughs> but I tell you what, the best way to communicate, and I sincerely believe this, is to meditate 
with pure intention, with pure positive thoughts. And if one way or the other, I feel like that they would, if nothing else, meet you in your dream state or something of that nature just to kind of test out. Because that's the thing. They don't push. They're very patient. They were very patient with me. And because of who I was or who I used to be, they have been a little persistent with me. But all in all, with humanity, they're not going to push us into anything that we cannot handle or ready for. So they might test, put their foot in the pond with you, so to speak, just to see how you would mentally handle it or whatever. But yeah, they're they're here. They're you know, and that's what they're waiting for: is for humanity to open up and accept that who they are. They are here to assist. We know they are not gods. We know they're not here to eat us and all this kind of stuff. You know, so. Yeah. yeah, what do you think about that recent uh, alien Miami. mall threat I knew, that happened? I don't know really a whole lot about it. Uh, I have a, a Facebook group called Time for Disclosure slash We've Never Been Alone. And I, they've, I've had people in the group keep posting it and stuff. And, you know, I looked at it and everything, but uh, I really can't make heads or tails out of it because uh, apparently the footage that I saw it just it was like a mass confusion people running yeah but no i didn't see anything you know so i don't know no i do know that cryptids and i didn't i used to not know what cryptids were but i do understand that's where your uh dog man or your bigfoot or your uh, uh what do you call that uh chupacabra yes i couldn't think of it <laughs> yeah fall goat into sucker those. Yeah, all those things, all those categories, and and those are are real. They're they're real, and I think that those things are things that jump out of their timeline or either out of their dimension that they belong in, and they create habit. Because I was with a um, extraterrestrial group of explorers, and they, I was they came and got me, and I was on a craft, and I was with other humans, and we were talking, and, and I was trying to figure out what was going on, but basically this was a group of explorers and that's the first time I ever saw an aquatic being. And we, I was with them and they were looking for um, creatures that were in the wrong place. So I now know that that term is cryptids, but I did not know that at the time when I experienced it. So basically they were looking for these creatures that were here creating havoc and they were retrieving them and taking them back to where they belong. So either they, and I've heard stories of people saying Bigfoot one minute's there, the next minute disappears. So right. it could be jumping dimensions, you know. That's what I've heard that it's a dimen- interdimensional yeah. being that can just jump yeah. to and fro, and so whatever, I think, however. You know, these other animals do the same thing. And because I, I, that was an experience that I had, was, and I didn't participate in any of it. I simply was an observer and they were looking and they had like these screens that showed uh, like in- indications of, of a life that they were looking for a presence of a, of a creature. And then they would go down and get it and then contain it and then take it back to where it belongs. So, wow. So I know those things are real. Yeah. I want to go to uh, Skinwalker Ranch, and I want to see that portal open on the mountain that they talk about. Yeah. Things come in and out of it. It's like, woo. Have you ever heard of Mel's, Mel's Well? Oh, yeah, yeah. Mel's, Mel's Hole? Like, yeah, Mel's Hole. That's it. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's 
bizarre stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it goes back to coast to coast, man. Yeah. That's uh Yeah, I used to stay up listening to that all the time, fall asleep listening to it. I That's love good it. stuff. I yeah. love that show. Mm-hmm. It's gone a whole different mm-hmm. direction since George Norrie took over. The earlier years that George yeah. Norrie were fine, but these later years, I mean, he's getting pretty old and he the is. stuff they talk about now, it's like not creepy and mysterious anymore. It's just like how to make your life healthier. So Yeah, he jumps around too much. It's kind of like X-Files. They kind of got too out there. You know, I used to love to yeah, watch. I just started watching X-Files. I'm going to start. I started first season, first episode last night. I'm going to watch the whole thing again. Yeah. I love that show. Yeah. So, yeah, I understand totally what you're talking about. But, yeah. Philadelphia experiment, experiment. What do you think about that? I believe anything's possible. And I know that the government has got a lot of technology and they've been gifted a lot of technology from different races and they just set on it, you know? Yeah. So, uh, you know, that's the thing we're going to, I think we're going to learn. I think this year is going to be a, a big year of things surfacing and, you know, You know, but we have humanity as a whole, we're going to have to learn to forgive, you know, forgive our forefathers for the mistakes they made and just hope that our future elected policymakers and officials, powers that be, make better decisions and know that human that we're all aware of these things. You know, they can't pull the lie to us anymore i mean the internet really opened up the avenue for a lot of information there's nothing they can hide anymore yeah i don't have a lot of faith in the government and them doing anything right well you know what (laughs) i I wanted to tell you this a minute ago i think they're waiting on the james webb telescope i think they're snowballing this disclosure because they want the james webb telescope to find life Scientists have already got some areas. Uh, I think one is in Sirius B. I don't even remember where the other one is, but there's some spots that they think likely that there's life there. And so I think the government is waiting for that to happen. And they're hoping, I think, that once they humanity knows that there is life in the universe, but it's millions of miles away, everybody's going to be excited and not intimidated by the fact that it's not right here on us. But the truth is they are here. The, the extra yeah. interdimensionals are here. But so they're hoping that we'll be so in awe and so excited that we'll, they'll just kind of slide under that happiness and people will forget to ask about all these other things like, Right. Why were these people eliminated? Why did all these bad things have to happen? Why did this state cover it up for 70, 80 years? You know? Yeah. So, because there's a whole thing of gets, there. All that just gets swept under the rug. Yeah. Everything comes to, to the yeah. limelight. That's what I think. Yeah, I look forward to it, but <laughs> it's going to be uh, kind of scary. I don't know. Interesting. I don't know what, what's going to, how it's going to turn out, but. It should be interesting. I think. Yeah. By the end of the year, who who knows what's going to happen? Man. Well, I'm excited because when I created my website, you know, and all this, and I started was three or four years ago and, or four, they may even be longer than that. And I, I wanted all these things to happen, but I didn't know it was. And then now it's just like, wow, it's all here. And it's just, you know, and everything, it seems like to me, everything happens for a reason and everything 
kind of runs its like has its little time everything happens for a reason i guess is basically what i'm trying to say and it just all works out so it's kind like of there are no coincidences yeah there are no coincidences no synchronicities on you know there there apparently there are it all happens for a reason so so here i i'm a synchronist so this happens a lot to me i'll be writing i'll be doing some research and I'll be literally typing a sentence, and right when I get to the word, like, I don't know, I'll just say the word, let's say government. So I'm typing, I don't like the government. And right when I say government, I might be watching something on TV behind me, and someone says government right when I'm typing the word government. Wow. That happens a lot. Okay. And I see the number 58 a lot. That like, is, no matter that, where it is. subconscious trying to tell you something. That's what I'm told. Everyone tells me. I've talked to people who are, like, numerologists and um, astrologists. You're, something in your subconscious is trying to um, come through to you. So you should meditate and and ask yourself, your subconsciousness, ask, ask it to open up or ask your brain to open up and those fill you with that information and, and meditate on it. And and when I say with intention, I mean, nothing else can, you have to, it, it's you and that thought, you know, Yeah. and nothing else, you know. Not it's listening. so hard for me to meditate. Yeah. My mind has so much going on in yeah. it because I've tried meditating so much. One it's time I did get too. to a point where, I did eventually like get surrounded by this light. I got to this point where I was surrounded by this like orange light around me. Yeah. It's orange, yellow light. And I was like, whoa, okay, this is kind of cool. But then I didn't know where to go with that. And then I just ended. But that's the only time I got anywhere with it. Yeah. I don't have the patience either. <laughs> My son's always fussing at me because, I, you know, I, it's hard for me. And, and I like to. For me to get relaxed and quit thinking, I have to really listen to something, you know, like like the sound of waves or the yeah, sound yeah. of something, you know. So I don't know. I'm not good at it either, so I understand <laughs> that. Maybe I'll just put some uh, fire crackling on and just try to do something. I don't know. Yeah. It's just difficult. It's difficult for me to sit still for too long and mm-hmm. not be doing anything. I feel like I need to be doing something. I need to be moving around or mm-hmm. you know, putting knowledge in my brain. Yeah. But it's a great idea to just sit back, relax, and I guess download or upload. Yeah. And kind of just take a chill pill for a minute. Yeah. But another thing, too, is if you did do the hypnosis, you you could say, I want you to ask, ask me this while I'm under... And and your subconscious would probably give you those answers too. But anyway, yeah. I try mine first, and then we'll see how well that. Yeah, happens. try yours. <laughs> yeah. I want to hear okay. how that happened. I want to yeah. hear how it works. So yeah. definitely, when that happens, you I, need to I, contact you know, me. I have a know. hard time believing that somebody can put me under hypnosis. Right. And they're like, "Oh, we can do it," but I'm like, "Hmm, I don't know." Yeah. You know. And that's what scares me because then you are in control of them, or they're in control of you. I mean. And it's yeah. like, that's what worries me. Having another person in my head doing stuff. Yeah. Who knows? Well, you know, I can remember like back in the day, you would see it like on TV or something. And like people would start walking around like a chicken or something. <laughs> yeah. But they say that's yeah. real. They say that's not no, real. No, no, that's no, That's what no. comes to mind, you know, and you're like, oh my gosh, you want me to just trust you? What are you going to do to me? You know, but yeah, I, you know, so I think you do, you need to be, 
Another thing, a lot of people pay people to do this over the internet. And I just don't see how that could even be real. No, man. If I'm going to do something, I need, I need that. Yeah, I wouldn't do that at all. I need to be in the same room with the person. I can feel you. I can see you. I can, you know, you're here. You're not on the other side of the screen. Cause I think that take, that's a veil between us, you know, like how could you get the energy? Well, how are they going to wake you up? I mean, what if you didn't hear the, you know, or whatever? (laughs) (laughs) So you just stuck in the, stuck in the trance forever. Yeah. I mean, that just, that's gotta be a scam. I just don't. It's gotta be. Yeah. I just don't see that. But anyway, but I I am going to try that and um, I will let you know. Yeah, for sure. Definitely let me know. Yeah. Well, have, do you have any final thoughts on the disclosure that's just it's coming out right now? Like they're really planning on pushing this this year. So do you have any final thoughts on how that's going to turn out? I think it's I think it's a go ahead. Um, I think everything is looking good, even when they get to snowballing things a little bit. There's enough people that want this to happen. A lot of people in Congress and Senate that know, knew nothing of this stuff. And they're now researching it themselves and it's going to continue. And I know that there's a a foundation called the SOL, the soul foundation, Uh, SOL for something. I couldn't tell you right now what that's for, but they're a foundation and point blank. They're like, if, even if the government doesn't continue on, they're going to do their own. So, and, and, carry it on out and investigate all these things they're more uh they've got more i guess uh power behind them than like mufon uh, mufon doesn't have a lot of pull yeah i hate to so say- this sol foundation though they're like they've got uh, wh- who's in the group do they have a like, government officials like how is this uh who you need to be watching thing? and who i would recommend for you to listen to is Stephen bassett Stephen bassett okay. and um and he knows the nuts and bolts to everything that's going on. He's up there. He, he was a lobbyist for long, long time. I think, I don't know exactly his age. He's older than me, but um, he's been doing this for so long. And Daniel Sheehan would be another person. They know everything and they both have offices at Washington, DC. And they are there 24 seven, keeping up with everything. And they, I've, I've heard them say things that, you know, they know how close it is for the president signing over on these things. Uh, you know, they know the whole nine yards of, you know, why it's taken this amount of time, you know, because of all the paperwork and, you know, and things of this na- nature. But, um, yeah, so I would recommend anybody to listen to Stephen Bassett and, and Daniel Sheehan, and you can really find out inside information on everything i'll check them out for sure yeah i'll definitely check them out and what astounds me too is how many people in congress and the senate are like completely absolutely clueless to these things and it's like you're in power and how long have you been in power and none of these things has ever been an interest in your brain like i don't know man it's just weird to me how these people in power don't think about these things something that um a lot of them have said to me, and I've heard them say on podcasts because I listen to all of them, and I make sure I keep up with disclosure. That's my website and my Facebook group is Time for Disclosure. And the main thing that the government has ignored is experiences. And we have firsthand knowledge of what their agenda is and what 
a better understanding of what this all is and what it all means. But they are totally avoiding us, totally. And, you know, it boggles my brain that they're out here spending and studying and a lot of these questions could be answered by experiences. And I'm not saying that I'm anything special. There's a plenty of people that's had experiences. But with the combination of many of uh, contactees and experiencers, they could learn some things. Yeah. You know? Well, I know like Ancient Aliens, that, that group with uh, Linda Moulton Howell um, and those guys, they have the panels yeah. and they have uh, people come up and talk about their experiences. And I love those. So, like, we need Congress to have one of those. Why can't we have a Congress to have all of these experiencers? People come on, they've been abducted, and they have their own experiences. They should all have a panel in front of Congress yeah. with the experts around them. Like, that would be a good disclosure, you know? Well, real people. I watched every day of, of the congressional hearings. Linda Bowden Howe was a speaker, Stephen Greer was a speaker. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's his name? Gary Nolan was a, yeah, Gary Nolan was a speaker um, and he's a, a physician and a big researcher. Um, and let's say there's many of them that did. And, and I think that that is the group of Congress and of that was listening. They learned things they never even knew about. So that was an important, very important, but David, Grush, I would say, is the number one person of 2023 that he definitely did. He definitely really, did. he put some information out there like nobody ever has, you know, right to to the government, right to the right source. So he would have to be the man of the year for 2023 for disclosure, in my opinion, and most others. Yeah, it was funny when that was going on. I forget the other gentleman's name, but he was just kind of like. No, like, like he wouldn't agree with Grush at all, but he was on, he was like one of the three guys. Was it Lou like, Lozano or, um, no, not, not Lou, not Lou. Russ um, I, or? Uh, I can't remember. He was one, he was the dude on the far left. If you're looking at the screen and then it was Grush and then it was the other guy on the right, but Grush would be talking about stuff. And then like, they would ask the guy on the left questions about the same thing. He'd be like, well, in my experience, because he was kind of like against the whole disclosure type of thing. Oh, yeah. So they had to have him on there, right? But then they had Grush, and he was like, no, this is what's going on. This is... And then the other guy, he was a fighter pilot. I forget his name. Oh, and I know who he... you're talking about. I can't think of his name, but I know who you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. And so he and Grush were both like, yo, this is real stuff. This is real stuff. And the other guy was like, I mean, in my experience, I don't have, I don't know. I can't say yes to this, you know. But Grush is like, yeah, I will tell you all of this information to the to the panel, to the Congress. I can't do it here in this setting, but if we have a skiff, I will tell you all of this information, but yeah. they never had a skiff. Why is that? You think Congress would be like, all right, let's have the skiff and get all this information. So why did they yeah. not do that? Because some of them are old school and they are part of the ones that have suppressed this for so long. And it's still there. There's, there's yep. a, a, a group of them that still want to try to, to do this because you have to understand people in political power all have financial backers. Yeah. Okay. And who do you think does not want all this to come to surface? The people that make money off all this stuff, you know? Yep. So they don't want this technology. They don't want this information. They don't want us to know, you know, they want to keep us what they consider stupid, I guess, but we're not. 
Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And of course, they're they're definitely coming up with an idea of how they can continue making money off us once this comes out. Um, I don't know, like the brain chip that Elon Musk wants to do, Neuralink. Yeah. You know, there are things they have in place that when when this disclosure finally comes out and we are like finally like, okay, government told us aliens are real. Then those people in power with all the money pulling the strings, they obviously have something in the works to keep the control over us. So yeah, I think they're yeah. pushing they're, that neural link. I'm sure they do too. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I've thoroughly enjoyed our conversation and I hope you, I hope you've got something out of it. Absolutely. No, I think the listeners will love it. I I, I enjoyed it. I hope so. Um, we haven't really yeah, had a, so. uh, an episode on aliens or disclosure yet. So this is, this is great. We've done stuff on ghosts and spirituality and whatnot. Awesome. So this is just a perfect addition. And Nancy, I mean, I, I would love to have you back on, especially after you do the, uh, that, the. Are you on Facebook? Yes. Yeah. I'm on Facebook. Okay. Well, I know that because I, <laughs> I, I told you I was having computer problems. Yeah. Yeah. Computer yeah, problems. yeah so let's, uh, yeah. I'll uh, get you on Facebook there. Um, so I guess let's, let's just uh, roll this out. If you want to tell people where they can find you, um, yes. you have websites um, and stuff timeforddisclosure.com and the Facebook group is timefordisclosure slash we've never been alone and on the main website there is a link to the Facebook group and it's open to the public anybody can join and it has a forum on both uh, where you can talk about experiences you can read articles you can make comments um, you can contact me you can talk to other people about their experiences and ask questions uh, we just ask that everyone Please be polite and of that kind of thing. Be respectful yeah, of people. Definitely be polite. Yeah. So, and I do, and I do monitor ridiculing. that kind of thing to make sure that it stays that way because I want it to be public. You know, I don't want to put it as right. a closed group because I want it to be open because people are waking up every day and more people are learning about disclosure and wanting to learn more information. So, Yes. Well, hopefully it stays positive and doesn't become something like a Reddit thread where you just get so many negativity, all sorts of negative comments. Yeah. And it just turns into just this ugliness. Mm -hmm. I hate that. I, I don't even use Reddit anymore because it's so divisive and just filled with negativity, man. Even on the, like the positive things, you go to like a positive website or page and then just all the comments are nothing but negativity. It's like, ah, this sucks, man. That's sad. If all people have, all they have to do is think negative all the yeah. time. Yeah. You, you create the world around you by, by your exactly. positivity or your negativity. So that's just not a good way to live. No, not at all. I hate it. I hate it. Thanks, Nancy. I appreciate it. I enjoyed it. And we will we'll have you on again very soon. All right. Thank you. Bye.
Africa.